That's but that doesn't end racism, though. Right. That's not Great gonna point, end racism. Jake. Right. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because in my I'm in mm-hmm. my what I believe is I don't think racism is gonna end in my lifetime. I believe it can end eventually if we come to like if we kind of like include everybody and try to get people to see things the same. But I mean, we're a country divided right now. I mean, we've never been more divided than we are right now. And to think that you're going to, we're actually going to move towards, I guess, less racism on the other side than it mm-hmm. is now. I mean, I could say, I could see us lessening it or even lessening like, you know, incidences like these with, right. um, because, because, you know, this right here is kind of like, yeah. yeah, this verdict right here. Now you have like somebody, now you can see that there are consequences. If you go out there and kill a black guy, you can't just fucking do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, bigotry and fucking stereotypes and all this other shit that comes along with racism. I don't think it's going to go away as long as, you know, people are fucking people. And especially here in America, I mean, this is this is a country built on division. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's I feel like it's more prevalent mm-hmm. today than it's mm-hmm. ever been. Real 100%. talk. The Sophisticatedly Ratchet podcast is a roundtable formatted conversational podcast about any and everything. Six black queens and kings from New York City. Sharing our views on black lifestyle culture, relationships, religion, and current events. Here at SR, we strive to give our listeners the real in a world of fake. Worldly professionals with class that also know how to switch it up. Now let's talk our wild shit. We live. Dang, what dang, up, Shy? Oh, we're back with another sophisticated <laughs> ratchet episode. Thank you for tuning in. We are going to do a current events episode for the month of January. So before I begin, let me introduce my co-host. Let me start with myself. This is TJ, aka the Ice Queen. I bring duality to the podcast. I'm a Gemini. And I'm going to take it over to my favorite fuckboy. What up, Shake? Tell the people what up. <laughs> I took it, had to take it off of mute and shit. So y'all wouldn't be like, typical Shake. Whatever. Anyhow. Um, some noisy <laughs> nigga, bro. Whatever, fool. I'm here. I'm clear. Um, I'm a little. Ex- I'm a little tired. I, pu- I was at a um, a game night last night, but I'm ready to entertain and have fun, guys. Let's let's go- let's get it. Okay, and then I'm gonna take it to my number three, my bestie. What up, Mo? Let the people know you here. Hey guys, it's your girl Mo. What's up? I'm always coming through representing the Bronx. Y'all always know Section Five. Don't ever zone my shit. Just saying, hey y'all. Hey bestie. Hey, and then I'm going to take it to Flash, the philosopher. He does the best introduction. So just give yes, yourself a, the does. best introduction for the new year. It's it's me, Flash, the philosopher, a.k.a. Captain Longbeard. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm here to serve a uh, voice. Okay, OK, OK. And then spew God, drip, drip. What up? Hey, Mash. What's good, everybody? Peace, peace is your boy, Mash, a.k.a. Sir Drip, a.k.a. Spew God, drip, drip. Please say the drip, drip. And I just realized I never drip, drip, drip. indicate where I'm from. I'm representing Queens. Thank you, Mo. I'm yeah. representing Queens. Only Queens make kings. 
Okay. okay. Where you living right now? When you gonna start repping in Atlanta? He's always Queens. He's always Queens. Chill out. Nah, nah, chill, 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 chill. Only Queens make kings. Exactly. Queens every day. Every exactly. Day. Okay. Okay. And now I'm gonna take it to the last but not least, the introvert that's not always introverted. Go ahead, Boogie. What's up? Say what up to the people. Peace and love, everybody. Uh, what do I gotta say? Happy New Year to everybody. If you haven't heard us say it before, I'm saying it now. Happy to be here. Peace and love. And uh, shit, follow me on YouTube. Slob Boogie. Bags. Shameless and- plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Or, or yo, look, question. Yo, at what point is it unacceptable to say Happy New Year? It's like, can we continue going on Happy New Year's? Like, all I think January? throughout January, not like, like all, all of January. January. Why not? Nah. I feel like Martin Luther King Day is the cut off, Monica. Like, okay. I feel like that, for me, that's for me. You know, shit, I don't know. I mean, the essence of Happy New Year is good energy. That's why I feel like it should just extend as long as it can. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel you. Mm, I, I'm co-signing with you on that one, Shake. Once the first holiday pass, that's it. It's <laughs> yes, a holiday. I mean, nobody going to back to say Merry Christmas after New Year's. I that's mean, it. it may depend. What if what if it's your first time seeing the person? That's exactly what I was gonna say, Mo. What if, if it's your first time you've seen okay. the person? Yeah, it's just King Day, nigga. That's like that. That don't make no sense. I'm not doing that. Okay. So, yeah, we have a lot going on. So I'm going to say Happy New Year, Tribe, if you haven't heard it from anyone else and we haven't seen you. Um, and if we haven't seen you, that's a problem because we just went live on YouTube and that shit was so freaking dope. Mm-hmm. Every first Wednesday of every month at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. we're going to be going live on YouTube and you can find us on YouTube at So Ratchet Podcast. It was so dope just connecting with everyone. You guys were in the comments and the topic was just sophisticatedly ratchet. Yeah. So I'm going to say that uh, before we begin, we forgot to do the singing bowl. And I think that's because I'm moderating. I'm excited to be moderated today, too. I haven't been a moderator in a minute. Wow. I'm so happy. Because I wasn't feeling 100 mm-hmm. percent. And. I had surgery and I'm feeling mm. good and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I can talk before I was having like difficulty talking, like hearing mm-hmm. our old episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, my voice sound crazy. Mm. And now yeah. I'm coming back and I feel good. I and you. thank you, Shake. I, I see you, King. It. Yes. So before we begin, I'm going to sing bowl <sighs> because we forgot to do that in the beginning of the episode. So. <sighs> I picked a singing bowl that's appropriate for exactly what I just shared with you guys. This is the throat chakra. It's the blue chakra. Um, let me do a little intro on what the blue chakra means. Mm. So practitioners say that the throat chakra is not little. It's not little. I heard you, mm. man. Practitioners <laughs> say that the throat chakra is the center of communication, emotion, and creativity. It affects your ability to be honest and express your thoughts. When your throat chakra is imbalanced or blocked, it can be difficult for energy to flow in that area. So I'm feeling like my throat chakra is good. I'm able to moderate. Um, so let's go ahead. If anyone is feeling any of those things, let's go ahead and clear that chakra. Ooh. I'm complete. Yo, 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 I was talking to this girl. I was talking to this girl last night. Go ahead, Flash. I'm sorry. Nah, I was going to say real quick, yo, as TJ was explaining about the throat uh, chakra and shit, I was sitting here in my head like, yo, 
I want my chick to ring this before like she gives me like sloppy toppy, bro. Like, I hate you. Want her throat chakras you. open up. That's where I was going. That's where I was about to go with it too. I was about to say I was talking mm-hmm. to the chick last night. She said she don't give head. I think she's gonna need one of these jokes to throw chakras. <laughs> <laughs> We're sophisticatedly ratchet shot, and this is why. Y'all always segue to sex. Amazon gonna deliver that shit to her crib tomorrow morning. Y'all stay segue into sex. I cannot. Two day direct shit. As a fact, we gonna need to get one of those. Okay, so the word of the day. Okay, go ahead, Chase. Let me introduce today's word of the day. Word of the day. Word of the day. Eight. Hey, okay. <laughs> All right. So today's word of the day is candidly. Right. Um, it's spelled C-A-N-D-I-D-L-Y. It's an adverb and it means um an honest and straightforward and in an honest and straightforward way. Right. Uh you speak when you speak to someone, you know, um, I guess uh I guess it's like being frank with someone. May I be frank? You know, and mm-hmm. then you like like sometimes, you know, you or you know in New York. You know what they say? Uh, what, what, what do they usually say? Uh, <laughs> no disrespect. No, 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 no disrespect. Keep no it real. Disrespect. <laughs> yeah, no, no disrespect. disrespect. But when they say that shit right there, you know they're about to speak candidly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Real <laughs> talk. All right. <laughs> so today we're going to be doing an episode on current events for the month of January, and we had some people pass right before the new year. It was Betty White. Um, she was 99 years old and she was going to be on the cover of a magazine and they actually advertised her to be a hundred years old and she died before she made it to a hundred years old. Yeah. Her birthday's um, in January. Yeah. Her birthday's in January. 17th, baby. The 17th, January 17th. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was so dope. And she was, Who, wait, what magazine, what magazine did that? Um, her? I don't remember. I think it was, let me look at it. Let me look that up. But in the meantime. I think it was That's People Magazine. It makes me think about like. But let like, me check. Uh, so People's Magazine says she turned 100. And she yeah, didn't they to already 100. started the cover and everything. They were going to like wow. promote her. There's a lot of energy. I don't know. That's a lot for old lady. Dang, yeah. Oh, yes. It was People oh, no. White. It was People. Yeah. People. It says Betty White turns 100. If you guys can. And if you guys can't see us, that's because you're not following us on YouTube. We're at So Ratchet Podcast. It's also because you're going to hold your phone in the center of the screen. But she hasn't actually turned 100 yet because 100 is on the 17th. That's so, what I just said. They, so they basically wanted to just show the cover that they already had ready for her because it was probably. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what she's cover. talking about, Shape. Yeah. Well, that's what I just said. Doing the same shit. Like she just died of natural causes, right? It wasn't like any sort of. Yeah, so far they said it was natural causes. Yeah. So far they said it was natural causes. That sucks, so. That's my I heard somebody say that's messed up. I don't understand why that's messed up. What do y'all remember Betty White from? I remember Betty White from the Golden Girls, of course. Go ahead, Mo, sing the song real quick. Oh, my song. Y'all ready? Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. down the road and back, back again. again. Your heart, heart is true. You're, You're a pal and a confidant. I dedicate this song to you, Mo. Ready? Do, do. And, and if, if you threw a party, invited everybody you knew. Ow. You would see the biggest yeah, gift would be from me. And the card it, attached would say, say thank, thank you, you for being a friend. Hey, hey, hey. That's my 
I said the original version. <laughs> All right, guys. We also had a new death in the beginning of the year. So I'm going to let mm-hmm. Boogie, Sly Boogie, go ahead and talk about Sydney Portier. Yeah. Cool. So um, RIP first to Sydney Portier. There's a lot to say about him. Uh, Bahamanian American actor. To be honest, I don't want to say, like, respectfully, I feel like he's kind of little, like a little bit before my time. This is, you know, if you listen to kind of Denzel Washington's uh, acceptance speeches for Oscars, especially, you know, how hard he worked to get them. He thanks Sidney Poitier um, in terms of his inspiration. You know, there's a lot to just talk about in terms of his history, but he's an ambassador in addition to an actor. Well-respected. Uh, in 2009, he was awarded the Presidential Medal yes. of Freedom by President Barack Obama. Dope. There's just so much to say about his man, about this man. And I feel like, uh, I don't even know where to begin, but he's just a respected actor, a respected Black man. He's done a lot mm-hmm. for Black people before you know, I guess it became mainstream because, you know, it's, it's way back when in the 1960s, 70s, when he was like in his high time, for lack of a better term. But yeah, team, if y'all got some more y'all want to add to that, please. Yeah, I'll, Let me, I'll definitely. Oh, go ahead, Shake, and then I'll add after. No, you. I just wanted to correct um, Boogie real Boogie. quick. Um, go ahead. I want to speak candidly and shit, but you said, I think you said Boogie. Okay, one point for Boogie. But it's I mean, for Shake. Bohemian. Tabs, Bohemian is how we pronounce it. Where he from? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you said Bohemian. So I'm going to speak candidly. It's bohemian. <laughs> bohemian. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, TJ. <laughs> Shout out to Sydney Poitier. Sydney mm-hmm. Poitier. Can you hear my... Yes, we can hear you. Yes, yes, we go can ahead, bro. We hear you perfectly, cuz. Um, now I was going to say Sydney Poitier is mad influential for black people. 100%. Um, he's one of the first uh, black actors to be nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, you know, their awards are really like prestigious for them, you know, so that's what matters. But... He's the uh, first to win an Oscar. Um, and he had a first interracial love scene Ooh. or first interracial uh, relationship gotcha. role um, that he's famous for, for uh, what movie was that? Guess yeah. Who's to Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And he also was in Raising to a Son. Uh, Sidney Poitier is pretty influential. He's a, he's a milestone. Yeah. A Raising in the Sun. Yeah, yeah. Yes, A Raising in the Sun. I, I've been loving the video that's been going around of him slapping the white guy. Yes. And, um, I don't know why. I just, I just feel <laughs> yeah. like that was something candidly for him to do. Was that? Can I get okay. that? Okay. Yeah, that's, no. that works. Yeah, no. It was controversial was at the time. Sense, but cool. <laughs> you know why that's so big? Because that representation is major. That, that imagery is something that you hadn't seen before on right. TV. Mm-hmm. So to see a black man smack a white yes. person on right. television yeah. was unheard of. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> yep. I mean, That's you guys right. touched on everything that I was going to add, but he definitely paved the way for black actors. And I think that's why Denzel owes a lot to him um, in his acceptance speeches. If we think about it now, we talk about how we're not represented. We're, we're not in like a lot of, we don't have a lot of black people playing a lot of roles too. So he's one of the people that kind of paved the way for us to be in more roles and yeah, we're seeing ourselves in more roles now. Black directors and producers or people like Tyler Perry that's owning their own studio. So they're able to create more roles for black people. So um, yeah. RIP. And I, and I, yeah, and I wanted to say, like, even though, of course, of course, I didn't know him, but he just looks so stoic. He was very poised. Yes. Carried, very sophisticated. Carried himself. Yeah, well-spoken. Very, very, yes, well-spoken. Just very poised in a way that he carried very himself. And I just feel like that mm-hmm. was such a good role model or, or per, mm-hmm. you know, especially of a person of color, a black man who, you know, yes. broke down barriers like we, we talked of about, course. like actually slapping mm-hmm. uh, a, a white man on TV and, and things of that nature. So I just wanted to mention that. Like, he just reminded me of such like a poised 
a, a poised man, gentleman. Yes. So. I think what like what also just needs to be said is like you know in just terms of of acting and just his performance as a whole, like you know. He was never like the fool. Like he played prominent positions, and there was a seriousness and just a, mm-hmm. a yes, how he buddy. played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's I feel like again, like actors like Denzel when they expect accept speeches and they kind of give him praise. The praise mm-hmm. that they kind of give Potier kind of shows the amount of respect for him. People literally say, like Denzel, for example, is like, "Hey, without you, I wouldn't even be here. This is because yeah. of you. I, I, his flowers. I'm lucky yep. to be like nice. you. You know, and mm-hmm. that that kind of grace and respect coming from Denzel effing motherfucking Washington is is, is something real. Um, so, and he lived a I long life. Like How old was he? He, did, he was ninety four, I believe. Ninety four. Wow. That's a beautiful yeah, length of life. He passed away in ninety four. That's solid. Um, but yeah, I just I just say that like he he made it where black, like black people had to be respected in terms of film because of his performance. Like you know there was like you know like if you take a look at the presentations and awards he accepted, you know way in his heyday in the in the black and white and the gray era. For this is just very few black people. There's just a handful. There's mostly white people winning awards. You know that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. way way back when, mm-hmm. and it was just like. Mm-hmm. You could tell that he worked hard. Even the white people there at that time, they had to respect it because it's like you you see the kind of I'm tra- I'm talking about way like old old videos I've seen him to do, mm-hmm. and it's like like you see that grace and respect that people have for him. Like people took him seriously because of how well he performed. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of shout that out. He was definitely one of a kind. I also wanted to say shout out to the Caribbean massive that's a part of the tribe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until I found out that he was born in Miami, but raised in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And that's why when Shake corrected us, Bohemian, he's Bohemian, Bahamian. Sorry, he's Bahamian. I didn't know that. And I think that that's also really dope. So Caribbean massive stand up. Uh, anybody else have anything else to say? No. All right. So RIP to those two. All right. They remake films that he's been in. I'd they like have, see, they have. Like, Raisin in the Sun. Puff Daddy did mm-hmm. Raisin in the Sun. He even did it on Broadway. You know, I'm talking about like, like coming up, like you know, just going back, you know, to kind of celebrate his life, just kind of do some some new shit to really showcase why he was that dude. Because you know, even for me, you know, being over thirty, I feel like you know the young, the next generation they probably know Didn't less than know. I do, and it's like you mm-hmm. need that kind of reminder, you know, so you can never forget. Like like you like we do Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I think that takes away from his impact, what though. Like, I feel like if you want to know who that person was, you need to go back and look at that Ooh, person's content. I hear no, what you're not, saying, not like remaking it, but like like doing something in spirit of him to show that he's not forgotten. We we do that for many actors, it's like not like remaking it in terms of imitation, but something to just show something that he's worked on. And maybe I don't know. I, I'm not explaining it right, but someone in the acting field. Maybe maybe the, maybe a movie about his life story or something. Bookie, maybe what you're talking about. I guess I, I don't know how to articulate it. He, he's that would be dope. I would love to hear about him yeah. being like Me a documentary. Too. Yeah, like we talk about Sidney Poitier as an actor, but we're not talking about why he's a good actor. Like we know he can act in the uh, lane of right. Denzel, so you know he can p- put in a performance and, and dial that mm-hmm. shit the fuck home. But it's like I, I like it's like I'd like to see a film, current film, act like actualize that for me what what made him different than zell what made him inspired and so that could be like you know that would be something i feel like the uh, my generation and maybe the next generation could appreciate you know versus maybe going back and trying obviously you can go back and look at the older films of course but I'm just i don't know about, mm-hmm. i don't know if you need a film for that you could just go on youtube somebody got a highlight reel for sydney portier but if you want to absorb his content you got to go back and look at the ocean mm-hmm. mm-hmm. still think yeah. you could do something current as well but yeah that's what i'm saying look, mm-hmm. look, he, well let him get a documentary or something like that and Denzel should definitely play him in, in like a biopic, right? 
Oh yeah, Giselle a little old and shit. You want to start from like younger. You know what I'm saying? Well, it could be scenes, different scenes. It could be different scenes, yeah. Oh, Denzel's son, yeah. Denzel, like 60 now, bro. I feel like Denzel definitely going to direct it. If that movie's being made, Denzel's going to have his hands on that. Denzel's son don't get no clout off the strip of just being Denzel. Word, word. Denzel's going to have his hands on that project. Fuck out of here. He's a good actor, though. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Mash your up next. Spew God, drip your shit. Drip, drip. Yo, Spew God, drip, drip, drip. Yo, here, look. I got these sprinkles for you. You want them? I got three of them. One life sentence, two life sentence, hey. three boom, life sentence. Boom, yes. boom. Go. The sentencings were in for Ahmaud Arbery's murderers. Mm. Yeah, so... Yes. Um, how y'all Justice. feel about that? Do y'all feel like that was a right verdict? Correct. Feel like um, that was, it was just represent... It was absolutely the right justice, um, the right verdict. All three got life without parole. Let's add in that piece. And it was just, mm. you know, just... And of course, let's be clear. Let, let's be candid and be clear. Okay. Um, yes, Miss Aub- yes, Miss Aubrey's never going to get her son back. You, and, yeah. and for that, and for that, we have to be candid about. She's never going to get her son back, you know? Mm, but to know, but to know that in this climate, something that we would not really see, it was in our favor. To get life without parole is a big, is a, is a big thing. And I'm glad uh, about the justice system in that perspective. Uh, the judge who I felt was a very fair judge and wasn't tolerating no foolishness mm-hmm. being brought into his courtroom. He shut that shit down throughout that trial. Don't come in here with no foolishness. The way that they mm-hmm. tried to depict um, Ahmad about his toenails and all of that, tried to deflect the situation. And even with all the deflection, justice was served. You got life without yeah. parole. Sit your ass there and rock. Okay? There you go. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the jury as well. Shout out to the that jury. That was can't right. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, actually, two of the them got life without parole. The last, yes, the other one, one got one, parole after th- after twenty thirty yeah. years. He has to serve years, a minimum 30. of thirty that, years, and it's that's yeah. a justice. That's the dude that did the um that's, that's recording. The that's the one that videotaped that recorded, yes. filmed it, and yes. hit Omar with his truck. Yeah, that was the one that hit him with the truck. He hit him with the his. truck, bro. Yeah, remember wow. that's he was driving. Yeah, I wow, that's yeah. crazy, bro. Don't get me wrong. I 100 agree with you, Mo. I, I think that um, it's, mm-hmm. it's dope that justice was served. I, like I mm-hmm. like I'm always thinking about like you know, respectfully. I just or, or candidly, I guess I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that we should always expect the minimum, ex- except just the minimum. Justice should have been served from jump. Well, we shouldn't, um, right? But I, I'm saying like I don't want to be negative. Of course, it's great that justice got served. No, but that's I'm, why I'm, I prefaced it, and, and I agree with you, Boogie. That's why I said in this climate, this yeah. is something that we wouldn't see in this particular climate. That's why I, I made sure I said that because we wouldn't seeing that. So no, no, this not, situation, I'm not taking away from yeah. you said. I'm, I'm Absolutely. No, no, about I what, agree. You know, um, more that can be done. I'm thinking about like, you know, just additional mm-hmm. laws of protection that just prevent things like that going yes. forward. I hope that those type of discussions are going, going on behind the scenes because that also mm-hmm. is important for, you know, respectfully, I Absolutely. feel like we can expect things like this where, you know, people are getting killed once a year on some crazy shit. It's like, I, I like to go to a point where it's like, yo, we should, you know, that thinking goes away. Um, anyway. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, there's put some laws and just shit in place because motherfucker, like nobody should have to worry about getting getting, getting, getting gunned down by that sticking jog. So, yeah, and absolutely not. And I think it makes people not to say think twice or whatever because people are gonna do what they want to do, but it, mm-hmm. at least let you know that you're touchable. You're not your skin color doesn't define. Oh yeah, I'm gonna just go in there. You know, like like Kyle Rittenhouse, for example. I'm gonna just go in there and get off because we saw that too. But they need to know now. We coming for y'all. We're not stopping. We're not. I just hope that there's continue. some like, clearly defined laws so there's nothing for people to hide behind. So you can't go okay. into court and start using toenail colors as a bullshit excuse or reason to deflect. 
mm. knock all that shit out the way with some proper laws to eliminate this ignorance. But yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I be feeling like racism yeah. is always going to be around. It's always going to mm-hmm. be judgment based off your skin and all this other shit. I, Why? I, because people like, are humans. I, I think, and, I'm sorry. People, Let me not. I, I just feel that's like human nature in terms of like, mm. or why they have like yeah. uh, predetermined thoughts about your skin color and all this other shit. That's not going anywhere. I just feel like that comes from definitely... like that don't come from us. Like at least I don't know. I disagree with that. Like, uh, I, mean, that's people, that. I don't know. Like I know like racism is not something that black people naturally do. It's something that we had that like that's in the system told us. Like we ain't, we we all don't look at each other differently because of the color of our skin. That's something that's that comes from. I mean, what you mean? Like in terms of the racism that's in like that we have in society, like the problem ain't us. Like we not like there's I never a reason said we was why the that, problem. I just said that racism is not like, going anywhere. I think it should. Like it's not like, I, it's, I, long, I like it, it's not coming from us. It's clear. Like the January six riots, everything that's going on, it ain't like it's not us. I understand. So that how thing, is it like? like I, I'm, I feel I'm like racism you is not, so transparent now. It's just easy to identify. We know mm-hmm. what the problem is. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm just telling you, like it ain't going nowhere. Like as much as we wanted to, you know, not be in this country and, and anywhere else that we would travel and shit like that, it really isn't going anywhere. I just feel like we definitely need to have incidents like this that showcase we're just not going to tolerate it. It's not something that you can bring out into the blatant open and have us just like ignore it because there is a, a lot of injustice that happens, even just looking at like every, all the precursors to this case when you know, the dudes are able to go home and whatnot and they didn't get treated the same way as if I had a gun and I shot somebody or whatnot, like I'd be behind bars mm-hmm. the same day or whatnot. All day. And I said to say like the, the thought process behind racism isn't going anywhere, but we do need to just make sure we showcase or let people understand like, hey, this, we're just not going to tolerate it. And if you, that's how you want to act and like there's repercussions for that. I think that's the most important thing. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree that racism, sorry, I agree that racism as a, Construct isn't going anywhere. I get that, but that's fine as long as you ain't right. fucking killing people. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't yeah. be fucking killing people just because they're a different race. You can be biased. Mm-hmm. You can have judgments. You can right. feel. You can walk into a party with a group of black people and think, "Oh, we're gonna dance and have a good time." If you walk into that same party and see a group of white people and you second think mm-hmm. maybe they can't dance, right. that's mm-hmm. racist. That's racist. But it doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't like, make just you kind of clarify that. Like, like when I when I mean that when you say racism is, isn't going away. I am speaking about the fact that like we're all kind of subconsciously allowing that. Like we all know like glimpses of the history, like lynchings on an everyday basis, just the mass incarceration, slavery, torture, et cetera, that that the generations before that, before us used to kind of deal with. And even though it's less of that nowadays, for lack of a better term, there is still quote unquote racism. So I'm thinking about the mentality where it's like we shouldn't be allowing that or we should be working hard to get rid of that we should not be like it should go away like i think mental like racism is mental disease like literally looking at someone and, and judging them based off the color of their skin something wrong with you just to think like that because it, it's, there's nothing accurate about that 2022 or even in the past yeah. so that's what i'm saying like like the menta- like i feel like the mentality should be that racism should go away like, should go away you're saying we should work yeah. towards eliminating racism, no, like, basically. Like, act like the way yeah. we put, like, being financially free in the air, I feel like that should be the same treatment of racism. We should be treating it like, oh, it's not going to go away. It should. It should and it will if we, like, have I mean, that kind of output and energy towards it. Like, it's... I mean, it should, it, it, I hear you. as long as people have opinions. I hear you. There's mm-hmm. always going to be people with opinions about... I, I feel like... I, I just feel like that that thought process where it's like, yeah, it's not going to go away. It's like, 
you know, might as well expect another death. Yeah, we might get justice. No, that, they that, might that, that's not what death, I'm saying. It's like that energy is like, it's not going to stop them. Once again, I, I just think that's something it. like racism is just something that's been implanted in, in society, bro. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not something that gets smaller and not, I'm not saying it doesn't get smaller or bigger, but I'm just saying here like that, just that thought pattern is not going anywhere. And there's going to be things that we're going to see like this case that are going to stem from that. And we can only hope that we see less of those cases, even if you want to be racist or whatnot, like, cool, but just don't inject it into society. Racism is wrong. Racism is improper. It's not logical. We can all agree it has no place on planet Earth. So when we say that racism is not going away, my answer is why. Uh, It's improper. It's illogical. We can, we know where it is and we can focus on it. Once again, bro, racism can't go away because that's, you're talking about trying to get one people into a certain way of thought and you can't do that when it comes to human mm-hmm. beings number one that's true so just, just for you to even think like there's a way that we can collectively all have this one thought and it will not exist that's to question like what you even think thought to do or how people even come to, to thoughts or whatnot yeah you can't change people's thought process and how they raise their kids you mm-hmm. know and create more generations right. of it absolutely but in terms of what Mash is saying if you got a bunch of people that's trying to kill us then we need it like there has to be some sort of control over that regardless of you yeah know. we just say don't kill us that's but that doesn't end racism though right that's not Great gonna end racism right facts you know what I'm saying because in my I'm mm-hmm. in my what I believe is I don't think racism is gonna end in my lifetime I believe it can end eventually if we come to like if we kind of like include everybody and try to get people to see things the same. But I mean, we're a country divided right now. I mean, we've never been more divided than we are right now. And to think that you're going to, we're actually going to move towards, I guess, <laughs> less racism on the other side than mm-hmm. it is now. I mean, I could say, I could see us lessening it or even lessening like, you know, incidences like these. With right. um, because you because you know this right here is kind of like yeah yeah this verdict right here now you have like somebody now you can see that there are consequences if you go out there and kill a black guy you can't just fucking do that anymore you know what I'm saying but you know bigotry and fucking stereotypes and all this other shit that comes along with racism I don't think it's gonna go away as long as you know people are fucking people. And especially here in America, I mean, this is this is a country built on division. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's I feel like it's more prevalent mm-hmm. today than it's ever mm-hmm. been. Real 100%. talk. The dad is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the actions to kind of fight against that because it's like I see that here in Oregon. That's not like I'm, yeah, not, I'm not saying I'm don't fight. Don't. No, I'm, I'm just saying don't fight. Like, it. You like, should. I, like I don't want to. It's like I, I'm I'm trying to be so against that because I don't want to sink into that kind of thought process because it's like you know it just. You start to like, at least for me, I start to feel like I'm giving up. Yeah. But anyway, I don't right. track too much um, in terms of the whole statement. I'm That's glad we got you. thinking, though, Boogie. I, I give you that. That's definitely wishful thinking. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, we, you know, we, we all getting older now. We, you know, we got time to probably think about the next generation and shit mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, God forbid, they dealing with the same bullshit that we dealing with when they when they get to our age. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, like, mm-hmm. think about it. Generation after generation after generation, the same shit. It's like I'm just trying, like. Like God forbid, I just hear I see another innocent shooting again this year, and it's like it's like again, and it's like I'm sorry, I know it's negative. Bro, I just, it's just four hundred years, man. Four hundred years is a long freaking time, and I'm just and thinking we, we, we got all way. the technologies. It's like it, we've come. Money's not an issue. Rich people got it, so it's like I'm just trying to think of what's going to take. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Anyway. An asteroid. 
All right, let's move on. Uh, Mo, what's up? Mo does social media news. So, Mo, yes. you want to hit us with what's going on in social media? Yeah, I'm going to just chime y'all in on a little something. First of all, a lot of people having babies. Um, Cash Doll had a baby. Chris Brown is... Um, just had a baby. And, oh, really? Um, this is what his third yeah. child? Yeah, his third child. Looks like it's a girl. Yeah. And um <laughs> oh my God, his name escapes me. He used to play for the Giants. Odell Bet, yeah, Odell. He um he's he's gonna have a baby. He, they just had celebrated a baby shower that's for cool. him and his um female. So that's Th- cool. This but, month um, was just like like overall. Um, well, this month, Cash Dog Cash Dog just had her baby. Chris Brown just had his baby as well. Um Dope. Odell, his female is pregnant. His girlfriend is pregnant right now. Um, so yeah, it's a lot going on in in, in the New York. Did anybody? Did, sorry, did anybody watch BMF? Anybody Ye- watching BMF? Yeah, right now? Nah, do so I need she's to watch in, it? yeah, yeah. It's very good, and she's I in Cash it. Doll. Is right, so, Cash yeah. Doll actually plays in BMF as as, as well? Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's so doing acting. Oh, she's acting too. That's yeah, dope. she's acting. Yeah. yeah. Is the mm-hmm. second That's season awesome. out, or is it just the? No, the second season's yeah, not so, out yet, but she's okay. in. Nah. Yeah, she plays in the first season, and she's been doing pretty. She's been doing a good job. She's actually oh, doing really? a good job. But That's I wanted fine. to talk about an incident that took place in Brazil at the Rio Grande River. Apparently, it was like a, a downpour of rain in this particular area. And the rock literally fell down. And these are, and people were actually in the river at this point in time. And the rock fell on some boats and stuff like that. So we want to keep those people in the prayers. Um, I believe they're saying maybe it's like, uh, so far, they said it could confirm about like two people had died. But how, Shit. like, how crazy is that? That the yeah. rock just literally fell. So wait, wait, just just to give just to give the listeners mm-hmm. some context. So the rock that that Mo was describing to you is basically the sailboats canyon, were in a yeah. canyon, and they were sailing through a canyon, and the side of the cliff of the canyon mm-hmm. fell off. It was a rock, and that cliff fell onto the two boats Good that were Lord. sailing in the canyon. Yes. And this created a tidal wave, and it, the, the people who were actually on the boat recorded the cliff bottom like falling apart, movie. and it fell That's like into some the Titanic camp. Justice League bro. level Yo, type wild, shit. Like me, Superman coming to say today on that. Good lord! And that's why it was so scary because it's like, how the hell does a big ass rock fall like that? Well, from from the clip, but they explained it was due to the downpour of rain. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Fucking timing on that. I'm just telling you, it's crazy. It's... Yeah, it was it was pretty sad to watch, but it was yeah. so fast. Yes, right. And like hearing hearing you say that just now, Boogie, it makes me like really feel like comic books is trash because that shit is no time for no reaction. There's no there's no like suspense where people could run out of the way. It's oh, like, how how long was that clip? Like like five seconds from the rock dropping, like five seconds. Yeah, five it seconds. Was, I, I'll, One, two, I'm three, four, five. I'll boom, they dead. Yeah, it was yeah. just I think crazy. It was it was so I, fast. I know when I was um looking on it, it said like what two people had died, fifteen injured. Was it? Yeah, two people. Yeah, that? no. Right now, that's what I'm seeing so far. Um, just the okay. two people and fifteen were injured. So that's why I said I want to you know let's pray for for those that they pulled through. But it mm-hmm. was just crazy. Like when you look at it, and how it just cascaded down and just fell onto the boat. That's scary. That was, yeah, it is scary. Does, does it, it say it, the name it, of the boat or any any anything of feature? It looked like it people? was more like a tourist. Or you know, people yeah. just enjoying the river uh, mm-hmm. at the I don't time. Know, the kind of shout out aside from just yeah. Well, no, well, well, the it was the Rio Grande River. That was at least the name of the river itself. But it, it didn't say. It just said passengers. Like everybody's kind of like in a, in little boats in that particular yeah. area. So they didn't say who the individuals were, anything like that. But the rock just suddenly collapsed. You know, it before and, and, and landed. Cliff. Say cliff. But that's what they say. They say we're actually going to yeah. post it on our IG. So if you guys haven't seen it circulating on 
social media. We'll post it on IG. Yeah, I feel like I want to see the size of this rock so I can get an idea. Like, is it like the size of like, it, the rock was bigger than the, the both ships combined, clearly, right? It's a big rock formation and it was little boats and it fell the, on three the, boats. Yes, the cliff, cliff was yeah. bigger than... I'm trying to not to imagine huge, a cliff bro. the way I'm thinking about a cliff. That's way too fucking big for it just to, to drop off like... Yo, just Google yeah, cliff like falls I said, on I'll boat. Just Google it on our, cliff falls on boat. So that you yeah. guys, if you guys haven't seen this circulating on social media uh, for this episode. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, nah, but that's just... Well, you I have I'm, anything else yeah. for social media? No, I just touched on that and I was going to touch on Ahmaud Aubrey, but we already talked on that. So we can right. move right on along. Yeah. Yeah, Let's move it on to the philosopher. What up, Flash? Yeah, what's good? What's good? What's good? This is your philosopher um, story that I want to bring up. I was talking about Antonio Brown. Now, I guess everybody's seen like his latest tirades of... Who um, is he? Just a... He, he's a wide receiver a... for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. Okay. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, people saw videos of him storming out. The stadium, he threw his shirt off halfway streak down back into the locker room, just then the third. And, you know, everybody started questioning, like, what was going on? Like, is, you know, is he in his right mind? X, Y, Z, just then the third. Yeah, and, CTE. You know, yeah. Did they mention they, that too? Yo, they went right to CTE they when I seen right the post. They was like, this nigga yeah. got to be crazy or some shit like that. I guess uh, it looked like he was off the team or something that happened where, you know, he was removing himself from the team or whatnot. And I guess doing a little further reading on it, though, um, I found out that apparently he walked off the field because he had, I guess, broken bones in his ankle. And they wanted him to play on those bones. And I think he said to the extent of what he wrote, he was like the coach yelled at him on the sideline on some shit like, yo, if you don't get in the game, then you off the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't having that. And I'm sitting here like, facts. I feel like yeah. if that's your response, to, if I tell you yep. something is up with me and I can't fucking perform the way I want mm. to, and you sit here and you say, do your job, nigga, fuck out of here. Absolutely. Right. I would have walked off that shit too. 100%. Right. And, that, and that shows, that, and Flash, you mentioned such a good point. Here it is, somebody's telling you that they physically can't perform due to an injury that they're having. But that shows you that, you know, him being- They you feel know, like they own you. They own you, right. Like mm-hmm. you, you're trying to own me. I'm a black, and that's what I'm trying. They, they love us for the sports. Oh, when we're winning and everything, you want to do this. But yeah. if I'm telling you that I'm physically injured and I cannot participate right now, and that's how you are going to treat me, that's a problem. And that's why mm-hmm. it's very important for some of our athletes out there. You know, and education is not everything, but to make sure you have something to fall back on just in case in situations like this. Because once you injured, you know, when you're when you're in it and you're in the mix, you're everything. The minute you get injured or hurt, you're thrown to the wayside. Right. You know, Talk about your experience, Mom. And that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> that's the issue too. Yes. I had a track scholarship to, to school or whatever. And I remember we was doing to college. Plyometri- to college, yeah. We was doing py- plyometrics and a hurdle fell on my ankle. Like I mean, my ankle was bruised. Like it was to the point where the doctor said if I broke it, it would have been better. Like it was mm. so bruised and everything like that. And I was in my junior year, you know, and I'm getting, you know, trying to get back into my, you know, how I was running before, but it t- an injury like that, like I was on crutches for a little while and stuff like that. And I remember like the, the coach cut my scholarship and, you know, in a business you get it because it's like, you know, you're not performing as you could have performed, but I'm still, you know, but you're also recovering in the process. So it's serious. And I learned from that. Thank God I have, you know, my education. So I didn't, you know what I mean? And I graduated cum laude without track or anything like that. But I'm just saying from that experience, like that's how I know to tell people, make sure you always have something to fall back on because when you hurt and you cannot perform your hundred percent or what they um, drafted you or, or um, scouted you to do at their school at that point, 
you're of no use to them. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And that's being very candid and open for real. Personally, I'm just a little disgusted yeah. with the story because initially we all, like a lot of people went to, oh, something's wrong with him. He's had a mental breakdown or whatever. And we didn't know the backstory. So it's really important to get the full story of things like this because you cr- create all these judgments look, look, and, and all these they, fake they say, stories. They said the same shit about Chappelle. Chappelle okay. wants to go get his peace of mind. Big facts. Shit. Facts. facts. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Um, Antonio Brown, although he wasn't 100% wrong, he wasn't 100% right either. Like, he did, he went, he was, he's an extra nigga. He didn't have to do all that shit that he did take off his shirt, throw it into the crowd, run across the field while the the, um, teams were still playing. He could have easily, he he could have taken it as simple as walk off the fucking field and go into the back and shit. I mean, if he was really upset, he'd have just got off the. But he wanted to be extra with it, and it's. But it's, so when it's, you're in your feelings, it, let's be honest. Shit, when said. you're in your feelings and you feel like, oh, that's this white said. man is telling me whatever, whatever, you you just like upset and like you act out of emotions. And I'm not but saying that it's not right. And I, off and went into but, the locker room, which is uh, he was well within his right and leaving the field and not mm-hmm. wanting to be there for that abuse anymore. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, what he did was yeah. a lot. I, like, keeping it 100, I'm with TJ 100%. If I was if I was emotional, like, in, in his shoes, I can't even say I wouldn't do the same thing he did. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, like, like we don't job. know what's I mean, going on in his I mean, head. you don't it's got like, millions of dollars, um, you don't got millions of dollars um, riding on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. He didn't. He still did that shit. So that made me realize some, that's some real shit that was going on for him to do that. You know, you know, you got millions of dollars riding on it, but you gonna go on the field while the team is still playing. He like, was that upset. On, he was that come upset. On. Yeah, I think he could have maybe handled it better, but I get that he was in his emotions. Like the dude's not a rookie, so it's not like he knows the business. But it, like, it, well, it was that real where he just had to disrupt it? I mean, I'm not saying it's course. right, but it's like something and pretty, I'm, was going on. And I'm pretty sure in hindsight, he probably. Um, wanted to react a little differently too, especially if you're saying that you're mm-hmm. injured, but you're running up and down the field. Like you said, if I'm really injured, I'm going to limp off or, you know, walk off and just leave the field. And I think doing mm-hmm. the extra theatrics of what made it seem like well, this nigga yeah. ain't really hurt or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. But the truth of the matter is he has like the text messages where he's texting the coach and telling the coach, listen, like I'm, I'm hurt. You know, he had, he's, he's, his, but even with saying that, it's still, well, that doesn't matter. Get out there. Okay, so you want me to damage my foot even more? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> or my body part even more Thanks. than what I'm already telling you? So we got to, you know, look at the full, complete picture as well. Mm, all right. Yeah, that coach definitely got to get investigated. I don't really know all the details in this story, but it sounds like, it, it, it sounds like homeboy just didn't want to do it. And, and, and mm-hmm. shit just got heated. It's unfortunate that we don't know all the details and we got to look at it from this small lens, you know, and, and give our, our opinion on the shit. But right. he got to be going through a lot in mm-hmm. terms of social pressures and financial pressures to be like, mm-hmm. you know what? My body is my my revenue. I make money off mm-hmm. of it. Right. And if you put me in this game and I can't fucking perform no more, yeah. I'm done. Bro. But, but the wild you know? part so is, though, too, like, remember, I don't know if y'all seen, but he released a rap video not too long. Oh, or, he's trying to be a rapper, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all look, the athletes want to be rappers. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I'll just be honest. It wasn't that bad. Oh, he was good. It wasn't that bad. Nice. Like you say. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I'll <laughs> check it out on YouTube. Anything yeah. else, Flash? Uh, Nah, that's it for me. Okay. Well, we're on to our favorite fuckboy. What up, yes. Shake? What you going to tell the people for January <laughs> yeah. current events? Oh, man. For January current events, I just wanted to go into a few different things with this whole COVID thing. It is crazy out here, guys. Like, yo, first off, New York is a damn cesspool. 
Yo, everybody's getting Corona. It's fucking ridiculous. Hopefully, you know, you guys stayed into in small crowds during the new year and didn't catch it. And, you know, for those who those of you who did catch it, um, Godspeed to you. I hope you guys get better um real soon. But um there's mad different regulations out here in New York. Speaking just for New York, right now, they are not allowing anybody who is over the age of five to enter a restaurant without a va- without proof of vaccination, which is crazy. Like five, bro. Like I literally, I literally had to, I had to like, I went through it just to get the shot for myself. But for me to allow my kids to go in there and to push my kids to get the same shot. I mean, you can't force people to, to do that, man. Like I, it, a lot of people were scared of losing their jobs and stuff like that, so they took the shot. But now you're forcing them. I was down. one of them. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, not losing the job, but just being around people and shit. Okay. You're forcing yeah. this down their throats, bro. Now it's a lot of times. A lot of people was like fear of losing their job, bro. A yeah, lot of people. It was, it was it fear was. of losing their job, You've and they forced agency. them to take it. And now they're trying to force their kids to take it, and hopefully now it doesn't turn into now. Um, oh, your kids can't go to school. Unless they get a shot. We're praying that it doesn't turn into that. But it's looking like that's where it might end up going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, the regulations as far as what COVID, uh, the CDC is now saying um, if you get COVID, it's okay to go back to work after five days as long as you wear Silly. a mask. If you're not showing any symptoms, which is crazy, son. It's ridiculous. Like... It's it's just so much going on right now. It's hard to like keep up because every week is some new can, shit. Can, can I can I go ahead? Go ahead, bro? Mash. I'm just curious. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about this? Like, are we still? Uh, we still we still agree that they handing out Corona like a barbecue okay, out here, and everyone's getting it. Even though everyone's supposed to be vaccinated, yeah. like, but we still for, wanting people to mm-hmm. be vaccinated. They going hard for it though. Biden released a, a COVID-19 policy for lack of a better term officially. And I'm like going through some of it, you know, with some of the things Shakes said, but the policy is pretty much bullet point wise is requiring all employees with a hundred plus employees to ensure that if workers are vaccinated or tested weekly, that's one bullet point mm-hmm. requiring vacations for all federal workers and for millions of contractors that do business. No, that's not different. Uh, requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for over 17 million healthcare workers at Medicare and Medicaid participating hospitals and other healthcare mm-hmm. settings. Um, requiring employers to provide paid time off to get vaccinated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of employers yeah, have been entertainment venues. Yeah, that's always, yeah, that's always been happening. Yeah, answer. like if you're yeah. getting vaccinated, they do some sick time so that or time off for it. That's nothing and new. The, and the last thing is, yeah, what Shake said, calling on large ent- entertainment venues or whatever restaurants to require proof of vaccination or testing for entry. Um, sports yeah. arenas, large concert halls, or things. Yeah. Other venues will be. I guess part of that. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Getting tested mm-hmm. the day before you go to mm-hmm. a concert. I'm okay yeah. with that. Getting That's tested fine. weekly for work. I think I'm okay, I'm with, okay that. with that too. Yeah. With mandating the vaccine is just something that really rubs me the wrong way. And like we right. said earlier, and it does. having to do it. Go ahead, Mo. No, I was going to say, and it does. I mean, I've had my job, of course, you know, I work for the city. So it was a mandation. And I mean, it was people literally that cried. Yeah, because they, they didn't that, want to take that, it. That, that cried about it because now they, they're, they're like, yo, I'm the breadwinner for my family. If I don't do this, my kids, like, you know, so it was don't just eat. so much pressure for them, yeah. you know, and that's what I think it is. I don't think people, and I honestly don't think, 
I think people probably still would have took the vaccine because you're allowing them a choice. But I think the rebellion part is when you're mandating, saying you must, you must. Why? Why are you forcing this so much? Were, were yeah. religious no. people excluded from this in terms of people who were religiously were against it? I'm sorry, not to not interrupt, but um, were they like... Yeah. It's very hard. You have to try to, yeah, in trying to get a, a medical exemption or a, even a religion exec- exemption, it's, you know, it's very difficult. You have to, I guess, follow whatever protocol they have, but it's not just something you just can't say, oh, I have religious difficult. Like, that's not just going to work yeah. like that. Either. Yeah. So yeah. just to tack on to what Mo was saying, mm-hmm. people were fearful of losing their jobs. But not only that, if you were here in New York and it was mandated, mm-hmm. you know, here in New York, not only do you lose your job, but they were denying you unemployment. So yeah. you wouldn't even get unemployment benefits, which is like, that's the scariest part of it. And then a lot of other jobs wouldn't hire you because of this. Speaking to someone who tried to go on a few interviews, they definitely was asking if you was getting tested or planning on getting tested. That was a direct Right. And in the meantime, while you're deciding if that's, well, at least in New York, if in the meantime, if you, if, in between you deciding if that's what you wanted to do, take the vaccine or not, you got LWAP, which was leave without paying. So you still... Could have been coming to work and just not being, but and then they would leave, they would LWAP you, which is leave without paying. So you wasn't mm. getting paid. So it's just a, all of those entities, and you know people got to live. So of course, you know even if uh, against people, people mm. that really didn't want to do it, like gave in at that point because so it's I like, want to talk about livelihood. Mm. I want to talk right. about two things: kids and then international. So kids, mm. I just feel like. I don't have children yet. I know, Shake, you do, but I do feel like what you say. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with them mandating it for kids. It's not mandated in schools right now here in New York, but you know, in order for them to go to a restaurant, it, it they have to have it. And I just feel like it's too soon. We need to really see how this vaccine holds up over years because it takes some time. You could take the shot and and be fine. And a lot of people's like, oh, I took the vaccine and I feel fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about years down the line when they say, oh, this caused that. And if you were, uh, if you took this during the die, now you have cancer or whatever. Mm. I just feel like I don't feel that comfortable giving it to kids. They're already showing that young boys still get sick off the virus. So what you're saying is 100% Mm. correct. Like there needs to be more testing done on what's going on with the disease, not trying to put Well, yeah, they also said that the vaccine is not gonna it's not gonna prevent you from getting yeah, COVID. Like, I, like with this past yeah, holiday, not. like people who have had COVID have gotten sick. Like with the yeah, the no, the vaccine. They've always said that. They've always said yeah, that the vaccine is not gonna prevent you from getting COVID. It's gonna prevent you from getting really, really sick and needing to be hospitalized. Yeah, like I think a vaccine because like the reason why I keep saying it like that because I'm thinking like I've spoken with people who've experienced COVID and kind of the frustration they were dealing with before the vaccine came out like early, early. But then I've spoken with people who have taken the vaccine recently and they're dealing with the exact same kind of frustrations and pains that, that, that the previous people who were not vaccinated are dealing with. So it's like, again, it just makes me wonder how much protection does this vaccine even provide? Um, yeah. Like it's clearly not working. That's a whole nother story you know because mean? there's so many new variants. Clearly not. I mean, I've never seen a variant so quickly with like three to five no, cousins and it's like right. they're all Yo, stronger than crazy, the other one. Like bro. DBZ characters, crazy. these motherfucking COVID characters. Like, oh, no. shit. And it's starting to be like the common cold crazy. if you think about it. No one's really dying from it and not for nothing. <laughs> I think we, we Mo funny. had posted like everyone was hiding COVID like playing skid, squid games. It was like we were all dodging that shit and out of nowhere like ago i felt like they just sprayed something in the air because out of nowhere 10 people had covid out of nowhere and i was just like what yeah. the fuck how did this person what get COVID? Fuck, yeah. like they're spraying something in the air or like yeah. and then this is the last thing that i wanted to mention about covid and i swear i'm done i just don't like the fact that 
not just internationally, but here in New York, we're setting the tone for other states. I know that California started mandating stuff. Uh, Boston started or Massachusetts started mandating uh, the vaccine as well. And I feel like that's because New York is setting the tone of people doing it. Also, internationally, say that. Say what you say, Shake? It's just just New York City, not the whole state. The whole state is not mandating. Yes, but New York City. Um, but I'm just saying that when a New York City, a big city like New York City, which is like the epicenter of like New York City is just well known. Right. So yeah. when we start doing it's things well and it's yeah. somewhat everybody wants to follow it is all I'm just trying to say. And they that's, think that's that it's working. <laughs> Uh, so everyone's following. Nah, it. that ain't true. We don't get down like I that. Know, in the or a. Florida, we don't do that. Ain't following this old way though. That ain't a little bit different. Though. Ain't a little <laughs> I tell you, last week. Oh, you want to know about restrictions out here? <laughs> nah, let me tell you about these shits. So last week we went to four different parties, right? We got bottle service every night. Nobody wore no masks. Wow. Okay, wasn't nobody out here coughing, and everybody's having a good time. Niggas had hookah. Niggas wow. smoking weed, and it was amazing. Okay, it was a fantastic time. <laughs> No regulations. Nobody showed no fucking no, no. cards except for ID. No, no. Yeah. Atlanta all the way open. Yeah, they've oh. been open. I mean, Last I thing, so motherfuckers, I, I'll give y'all that. This is the international thing I want to say real quick. I was just in Jamaica, right? So once the CDC passed 10 days uh, and changing it from 10 days to five days, Jamaica did the same thing. You, the what? U.S.? Yes. Jamaica did the same thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's because mm. when they see the U.S. doing things, a lot of other countries start to adapt what we're doing. And I'm like, why the fuck are you following us? We're dumb. We're I'm dumb. thinking about like like just the flight, like getting into America. So I'm thinking other, other states, other countries kind of have to comply with that if they want to have people coming to America. No, everybody uh, has their like own Because like Jamaica rules. doing that, I'm thinking about like Jamaican artists. And it's like, like that's the only reason, like, like, like Jamaican artists coming to, to America, New York, to whatever, do tours or perform or whatever. And it's like, that's the only thing I could think of that would make other countries want to comply. Cause it's like, if you don't want to go to artists? America, why the, f- like, like, if you don't, if you don't want to go to New York City or America, why, why would you artists? comply? Yeah, why artists? Well, <laughs> they don't got other niggas who no, come I mean, out of those countries? Doctors, lawyers, professions. Just well, I was just thinking about, I remember there was a time when Jamaican artists really couldn't come to New York or just America. No, only America. one yeah. artist couldn't come to New York. Oh, and I was, I think, mistaken. Buju. I'm going to shut the F up on that. But, yeah, um, yeah. I'm like, what? I, I, my bad. I thought it was more than one. On some real shit. So, um, no, I think Buju, um, because he was incarcerated or whatever. Shout out to Buju. But yeah, no, um, in Jamaica, they started adapting the same thing. And I think because a lot of countries look up to the U.S. or I can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah, that, but I, I can't we buy that. Create, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of countries people end up following what we're doing and we're doing stupid shit. They just want us back in right. the workforce. They No one wants to lose any money. Right, the pandemic. Like, I keep forgetting that people, like, the money also drives things behind the scenes. Like, even though we have a pandemic and people want us to get tested, vaccinated, they all want us to go back to work and be among each other anyway. Mask no, they just mask. want the money to continue. That's what they want. That's why they want, they're pushing the vaccine so hard because they want us to yeah. get back to work and get the money flowing. Get back to work. They about that shit. They don't give a fuck about us. They just want yeah. the Yeah, and the vaccine doesn't do anything. You have to be tested. Gotta follow the money, bro. Follow yeah, I keep forgetting about yeah, that. Not, I don't fuck about the vaccine. They just want us to get back to work. No, nah, I was just saying, I'm not even like an anti-vax dude, but I'm definitely not like a pro-mandate type of person. I feel like, yeah, as long as the vaccine yeah, is doing I think that's how we all feel. on an individual basis where like, okay, you want, you don't want to get super ill and be up in the hospital then like, yeah, go for it. Because that, you know, if the statistics say, okay, yeah, the people with the vaccine have less of a hard time in the hospital, then cool, go with it. But I don't agree with, like I said, 
uh, pushing it and hitting you where it hurts as far as your job in order to say like, hey, well, if you don't get this, then you don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and that's my whole, that's my biggest issue with like everything that's going on with this pandemic and like what the mandates and what these companies are doing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, as far as like, you know, in closing, um, you know, I noticed that they stopped posting the death numbers when they talk about COVID, but like you were saying, a lot less people are dying from it. So I'm, it kind of, you know I'm not Shane? sure why up right they're now, not really Shane. talking so smart. about no, I'm just saying, like, TJ said a lot less people are dying from it. And to be honest with you, it's like I'm the common cold lot, now. I'm seeing a lot milder symptoms from people who are saying, I, I don't yeah. think about the COVID. Like, nobody's that, really that telling me common. that they're going to the hospital. And I'm just going off of people who have told me they have COVID. I haven't heard from anyone who's had serious symptoms where they have been in the hospital. I have. Absolutely. COVID is definitely well, like real. Well, I don't know. I, I think Kate. I think Case lays in the hospital right now. Oh, is he really? Oh no, yeah. for COVID. Case yeah. Lay? yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Case Lay. That's in the a hospital. DJ here in New York. DJ Case Lay. Wow. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, COVID is pre- it's out here, man. It's out here. Anybody could get uh, it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Unfortunately. And um, I mean, I, all I all I think we should do we should just stay safe. Um, try to be safe during the winter. You know, the summer's coming back. Um, try not to go into big crowds with your mask. That's all I can tell you guys to do. You know, I'm not yeah. the CDC, also, but I mean, try to do the most you can to protect yourself. Also, it's really important to keep in mind that there are still other things out there that will get you sick. <laughs> There's still the cold. There's still the flu. Thanks. There's still other bugs out there. So please, you know, everything is not COVID. There's still HIV. If you get sick, <laughs> take care of yourself. You know, eat your, eat your vitamins, drink your teas, stay hydrated, and we'll get yourself back to a space of wellness. But we're going to make it. We're going to make it, everybody. Thanks. Every time somebody coughs, they're like, oh, shit, that's COVID. Uh-huh. You got COVID. Well, yeah. I, I feel like that energy well, is just toxic yeah. as hell. You shouldn't even assume that. Uh, like, like, that's crazy. Because you got people with allergies that just cough naturally. You can't just be assuming they got COVID off of that. That's crazy. But in this day and age, Boogie, it's hard not to. Like, it's just what, the, what it is right now. It's nope. not going to be the, the most perfect oh, thing. Probably, but damn. going to look at me like I'm Word. sick just because I do something that's like naturally human. Yo, la- last, night, last night I was at the party and I had the cough and shit. I made sure like I held it and went into the mm-hmm. other room, like a nice quiet room. <laughs> you guys get embarrassed to call publicly? Yes. Hell yeah, Boogie. Where, where oh, you been wow. at? I must, I must I be different. Where you been at? That's the classic symptom public, of COVID is the call. That's wild, yo. I do not it's call the classic public. Shit, I'm like, shit. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. We was all driving my cousin coughing and I was like let me put I have my mask on the entire ride right around Shake 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 started coughing I was like there's a mask Uh there Shake Shake put on the mask broke he broke the tie of the mask that goes behind his ear and I was like and he tied that shit like tie that protect yourself I I feel like I would I would only mask up if it was strangers but if it's like my people's coughing I'm good I ain't gonna be assuming nothing unless they be like yo I'm not feeling good or something to that degree you know I don't know I just I don't know. I just wouldn't play somebody like that if I heard him coughing, especially if I know him. I'm not trying to play him. I mean, you're not, the rest, you're not the rest of the world, though, bro. Well, I mean, like, naturally, I wouldn't have that instinct of my mother. That's my sick. Unless it's like spitting up phlegm. It had to be something visual, I mean, like how was, evidence. You I, know mean, I mean, how is COVID out there in Washington, D.C., right? I mean, not Washington, D.C., in Washington State right now. You're in, you're in, um, no, you're in Oregon, Oregon. right? You're in Portland. Oregon, you're in Oregon, Portland, right? Portland, yeah. you're close. But how is it out there, Portland? It, it's it's pretty it's bad crazy. out here. Um, like we got like I wouldn't say that we got like crazy like mandates, but we everyone's masked up. Uh, but maybe that's what well, I maybe 
it maybe also take into account your work from home, nigga. So yeah, you're not really blessing. outside and around people all day. Like, but I can tell you from what like from what I've seen, like walking around like outside, like people are starting yeah. to not give a F less. Like they take their mask off and just walking around like it's not. Of fun. course. Of so, course. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's only a matter of time. Like if it, if it's getting worse for everybody else, it's gonna get worse for us too, because we ain't following the rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna close it off. We should make sure that we're getting tested. That's important because yeah. you're spreading it. Wash your hands. Big facts. Is it my turn now, Shake? Did you have anything else to share? Nah, nah, we good, baby. Go ahead. All right, so now it's time for TJ's reality talk. So I've been, you guys, uh, a rundown on the reality TV shows that I've been watching for the podcast. We've been doing Married at First Sight. There's a new season. I haven't been caught up on that yet because Ready to Love has my full freaking attention. And we Mm -hmm. have a friend of the tribe that's actually on the cast. His name is Phil and he made it to the very end. So, and the last episode just happened. So if you guys are not watching Red to Love, I please catch up that. before the reunion. The reunion is juicy AF. Okay. okay. So ready to love. Yeah. Ready to love is on own. That's network. It comes on every Friday night. Yes. And like I said, we've been, we've been supporting Phil and he came in as a silent killer. Like he was, like yes, nice guy really yeah. quiet and i feel like they tried to test his character so i'm gonna talk about that a little bit and i have really strong feelings about that mode i went talk uh, about yeah. it real quick Go yes ahead. You, I, i'll let I, you take I, that i expressed myself to mash i was kind of very upset how they how um shiloh mm-hmm. trying okay. to portray how to portray phil i didn't like that i didn't wait like let that. me let me back up and give him a little uh okay. preview of the of what ready to love so ready to love yes. is a dating show it starts with 20 people uh 10 females and 10 males and you pretty much date each other until you find out who you want to be more committed with in a relationship and um at the end there's like usually three or four couples that decide to be in a relationship and one person gets eliminated the the females get to eliminate one guy every week and the males get to eliminate one female every week so mo is talking about a female by the name of shiloh that was on a date with phil still actually had a few girls that were feeling him believe it or not so it was shiloh and was there another girl it was aisha at one point it was, it was Aisha. Aisha. It was the other girl too. The, the, I can't remember her name right now. Ty, um, Taisha. Ty, yeah. Uh, oh, let yeah. me find her name. I have it right here. Yeah, but I can't remember. There was a situation that happened between uh, Phil Shiloh and Shiloh, and, and Mo is going to go ahead and talk. Yes. So basically, Shiloh and Phil went out. They went out on a date, whatever. Um, in prior to this, um, to you know, Shiloh was that was her name. Yeah, Tasia. Tasia. Yes. Shiloh was basically uh, trying to. Shiloh was basically kept asking Phil in a sense, um, you know, about where do we stand? She she had previously asked him, where do they stand? He provided his answer. She said nothing about it then. Now they're out enjoying themselves um, at, at a bar or whatever the case may be. I guess she brings it back up again, which, you know, which was, you know, you've already discussed this with him. So why didn't you ask him at the time when you first discussed this? Needless to say, um, it seems like maybe she got upset. She stormed up. It's about, I want to say it was said that it was about three or four o'clock in the morning. She's walking off down, you know, somewhere dark in the street. So Phil goes to her and tr- and tries to pick her up to bring her to the car, you know, for her safety, you know. And I guess, 
you know, Shiloh said she didn't want to be, um, she felt touched. Um, touched. She didn't want to be touched. Um, he didn't have it to touch her. It brought up memories wh- for her. It brought up memories oh. for her. And while I absolutely understand that, but from Phil's perspective, he was saying he was doing it as a form to protect her because it's three, four o'clock in the morning. You're walking down the street. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. You're not listening. So at that point, I have to, I'm, I'm and you drunk. physically picking you up to take you to the car, right? To take you to the car. You're drunk. Phil said he had one drink. So clearly he was, I mean, he wasn't drunk at that point in time, but she was, you know, she was drinking and he wanted to ensure her safety. And I think how she portrayed him. And one thing that I love and respect about Tommy is Tommy asked her, did you feel like he physically grabbed you to be um, physical harm or you. to harm you? And she said, no. So if you're able to articulate and said, you know, for a fact that that man was not trying to physically harm you at that point in time, I think that you just tried to portray him as, oh, my God, he picked me up. But you just said he, he didn't do it but to, physically, he, to physically harm you. You felt that he emotionally. That's exactly that. You talked about emotionally hurting you. And that, that's fine. Then say that, Phil, I felt that you emotionally, you know made me feel a type of way. But the physical piece, I didn't like the physical piece because at first it was portrayed as if like he physically was grabbing you up or or roughing you up or something like that. That's how I was portrayed initially. I have no problem with you saying emotionally, Phil, you made me feel X, Y, and Z. Not an issue for me. But to do that to his character, I I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I agree. I didn't like that at all. I mean, I I didn't like it for a couple of reasons. One, that's Mm -hmm. my man's in him and I know him as a person. So I know he would never do anything out of pocket like that. Um. Mm-hmm. Two, you know how damaging those type of statements could be to somebody's life? Like, especially yeah. as a black man. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, how damaging man. those yeah. types yes, of statements Yes, with the Me Too movement and what? everything. How, you what are you doing? Quick. You look stupid out here. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just because he didn't tell you what you wanted to hear, now you want to behave this way? I feel like that's, that's, right. that is very dangerous to behave in that kind of way and have that type of platform. Come on, Shorty. You got to do better than that. You got to do better. And we know That's like the right. power of our words. It's like, you know, not to, you know, play. I feel like you kind of know what you're doing when you kind of word it like that as well. Like you, uh, you have to mm-hmm. in this day and age. I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying yeah. to overlook her, her experience and her feelings. That's Me not neither. my intention. Me you know neither. what I mean? You felt I what agree. you felt and you I went agree. through what you went through. But understand that you could really damage this person. You can really damage this person. And that's all. That's crazy. I mean, feelings are yeah. not facts. So regardless of what she was feeling, the fact of the matter Ooh. is like, you know, you didn't really do a, like, she got to imply that she initially did, right? So that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just keeping it so safe. I have a I question just, for you like, guys. Oh, go ahead, Flash. No, nah, I was just saying, I feel like Phil was just on his, his protect black women shit. And mm-hmm. like that's what it was. Got, in her mind, it was it was a little bit different. And yeah. I respect yeah. Sydney, and I just want to bring this part up. You got, if you want to talk about that, TJ, you can. Yeah, I was going to talk go about ahead. that, but that's okay. So I was, yeah. Pretty much just like what Mash says, he knows Phil and he knows his character and his character was, you know, like it it did look like she was attacking his character. But I think the people Mm -hmm. that really knew him and that could experience him were like, oh, no, that's not Phil. And Sydney is -hmm. another female on the cast and she has a relationship with Phil. And she was like, from what I know, he's a protector and he's going to try to protect you. And so she kind of knew that this was not exactly the way that. I don't think he did it in the way that this girl was trying to portray. And is that what you were going to say, Mo? Yes, I was going to say that that Sydney spoke to Phil's character, and mm-hmm. Phil basically said, you know, he really appreciated that. And she said, you know, I don't, I've never known you to be aggressive or anything of that nature. So, and she said, and that doesn't change my view about you. And mm-hmm. I think for Phil to hear that, that gave him kind of, you know, a solace to know, wow, okay, good, because you know, of course, he's he's thinking the same thing about his character. But she ensured him and said, listen, I don't think anything different of you. 
I know who you are. Mm. I, you know, you are a protector, but you know, I'm, I'm glad to, to at least sit down and speak to you. And that was basically that. And then she didn't harp on the situation and they moved and they completely moved through their date. And I thought that was the bomb. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Because I think most of the females know that. Um, even when Aisha, I think she got into a car accident or something with her car. Phil is the one that went to go meet her. Yeah. Was, yes. From my, from my recollection. So, you know, it's, it seems like he's a, a well-rounded dude. Nah, a definitely, well-rounded definitely, dude. definitely co-signed Phil's character too. That's, that's definitely mm-hmm. one of the homies from college and I've been around his family. I've been around him and he's just really like a wholesome dude. So, yeah. 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 So. Well, if you guys are not watching Ready to Love, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a whole episode on Ready to Love coming up in the future. We'll also have Phil come on because he, like I said, he's a, a friend of the tribe. And, he's a part of the tribe. He's a part of the tribe. Yeah. Yes. And we're all rooting for him. So we wanted to clear yes. up his character issue. And I'm not going to and uh, spoil it for you guys to see who he ends up with at the end, but he did make it to the end with someone, but we'll know yeah. everything after the reunion. For another show that I want to bring up real quick is Love After After Lockup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did I bring this up I, to you guys before? I've seen no, a couple episodes, but I feel like I, I, gotta, I laugh okay. every time I watch an episode. Yes, <laughs> it'd be, some of them be crazy. I haven't watched it consistently, but Love After Lockup is hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to let the tribe know that's another reality show that is a really good one. Love After Lockup is a show where people meet people that are actual people on the outside of being incarcerated, meet people that are incarcerated. And after the person is out of prison, they follow their lives after prison. And so sometimes it's like a lot of women and men that are just talking a whole bunch of sweet shit in your ear while they locked up because they ain't got nothing but time on their hands while they locked up. And when they come out, shit be different. So I just wanted to bring that up to you guys. And I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Would anybody actually this is a burner question. Wait, y'all got your cards or not? What's the what's the burner question? (laughs) All right. Would you ever date someone that's been locked up? Let me let me tell you. Or while they locked up. Oh, while they're locked. You said while they're locked up. Yeah. While they're locked up. While they locked up. Because that's how the relationship starts. So I want to be clear. So you met them while they were incarcerated. Yes, you met them while they were incarcerated. I see your answer, Shake. No. All right. So everybody says, well, no, Boogie. We're waiting for Boogie. So Mash says no, along with Shake and Mo. And then, uh, is that a no, Boogie? Boogie? No. Yes. Boogie All right. No. So Mo, Shake, Mash, and Boogie Yo. say no. And then me and Flash say sophisticatedly ratchet. ratchet. So I'm why a- sophisticatedly ratchet? Oh, I'm gonna say no. Okay, go ahead. You said what? You said why me? is it sophisticatedly ratchet for you? Nah, I ain't even gonna hold you. I think I seen like this some prison bay chick, and she she looked pretty they decent. Look, they look pretty, I know. Yeah, and I'm saying like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it, they still people, you know? Like, what yeah, she, she she stabbed somebody. That's a good question. <laughs> you don't think yeah. you, you don't but, think you could be next? Just you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but she stabbed her as a teen, you know, and it was over something, you know. I mean, we all we've all been in them places where shit could have went left, and it just went left for her. It doesn't make her a bad person. She just had a bad moment 
Okay. Yeah. And I was saying, like, maybe she's like a really dope person on the inside. You That's know, a lot of maybes, my nigga. I, so I, I, yeah, I mean, she. I think, I just. No, I'm going to say. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I agree with. No, I'm saying I said no because the question was like, while they're currently incarcerated, am Word. I going to date them? Now, now for me, it's a no. Now, this is a different scenario now. For instance, if I'm with the person and then they got incarcerated, that may look a little different because I'm, I'm with them prior to them getting locked up. But mm. knowing that they're locked up and I'm. And I'm like pen paling them up. No, I, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Let me ask you a question: yeah, How, long, how long before That's... you break up with them? If they yeah, tell them they... I'm not. Mo, how long before you break up with them? If they tell them they had ten joints. Ten years. Yeah, they got to do like, ten I'm years and that... shit. You, I'm meeting. You, you, and I'm meeting. Waiting that time out. Wait, wait. I, am I with the person already? Or yeah, you're with the person. You was with them for like six months. This shit. You know what I mean? Um, I, de- I actually dealt with somebody that that ended up getting um locked up. Uh, I was young as hell at the time. <laughs> I think I was mm-hmm. still in. I know. I TJ, you know who that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I think, and he was he was older than me, maybe like he was a little older than me. And I think um at that point, you know, he let me go because it's like, yo, like you have you, you, you know. So no, I'm gonna yeah. yeah. He did um, some time, right? He did some time and he did a little bit of time, and then he came up. Still cool. Um we, I'm not I can't remember. I was young, maybe five, four. I don't remember. Years. Okay. Yeah, oh, years, yeah, maybe. And you was going you was willing to wait for him and he told you no? I don't think she was gonna wait. No, for him, I wasn't but... I wasn't gonna wait, but I think he <laughs> knew, like, you know, like I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like gonna keep sending the nigga cigarettes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like nah. real shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew I, knew I couldn't be I, <laughs> 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 I, I couldn't be in it's a relationship with somebody in person because I don't even answer my phone, so I know I'm not gonna mm-hmm. write letters. So I know this relationship is not going to last long. And you have to answer the phone. Those are collect calls, yes, man. Exactly. It's, it's, that's a dub. That's a dub for me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, like there's a theme of just like the effort not being worth it. Like I just wouldn't even put it And I remember, yeah. that's how my mother found out. Them damn, them damn calls to the house. My mother like, who the heck? You know, I, oh, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, she was saying something. Go ahead, Kay. Go ahead. Nah, I was just saying that I couldn't see myself being in a relationship with somebody who's locked up because I'm needy. Like, I need physical contact. I need to have my person mm-hmm. close to me as mm-hmm. my person. Mm-hmm. And if we had started being in a relationship and then you got locked up because something happened, you got to be all right with me touching somebody else because you're not here to let me touch. So I couldn't see... Our relationship would have to be very open. Like, because we don't have the physical aspect, we could still be in a relationship mm-hmm. mentally, but I, I have to have somebody out in the world. I could not... That's a fact. Somebody. That's a fact. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like you would have to speak candidly to her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, Pr- Prison Bay going no. I'm okay. fucking. Good job. Good job, Shake. That's I saw that. <laughs> I done said that word a couple of times. You would have to. I know. I know you did, baby. <laughs> but um, I, me personally, I got like just like you said, just like Boogie said, and you said, I feel like the effort. It's too much effort I would have to put into making this relationship work. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a lazy nigga. I can't be traveling upstate every day. And shit to bring you cigarettes and shit like that. Like I'm good. Um, or mm-hmm. once a week. I, I'm not down for I'm not down for the cause. So um, and I'm not saying that I'm not like, you know, a loyal nigga that won't look out for his girl if it's like a situation where we've been together for a long time. And I would definitely take care of her and shit, but like it the relationship would definitely change. And I have to let her know, you know, I I like I said, I would speak candidly her to candidly with her and let her know, I'm fucking other women out here. I'm gonna let you know that. Okay, I love you, and I'm gonna keep sending you these Newports, but I'm fucking these women out here, all right? 
So your, your TJ question, since you watching Love After Lockup, like what's the what's the currency out there in jail anymore? Are they still using cigarettes? Is that a is that a no, thing? Anymore? No, it's not cigarettes, but it is like items that from the commissary. It is commissary mm. items. And I want to go. I'm gonna. I want to touch on something, but I'm gonna let uh, Boogie go first. Boogie, why was it no for you? Oh no, I just said it's just not worth the effort. Like I wouldn't okay. be consistent or whatever. But it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take mm-hmm. it seriously at all. TJ says sophisticatedly ratchet. Yeah, I said sophisticatedly ratchet because it depends. Like if I knew you on the outside prior, because I do have someone that I know that is dating someone that's in that was dating someone that was incarcerated, and I know they listen to the podcast, so I'm not dropping no names or anything like that. But believe it or not, niggas in jail they be doing more than niggas out. In the world, like what you think, niggas got nothing but time. You think you're the only girl that's going to Okay, <laughs> so I'm talking about yes, they can hit you in the, in the ear. Cool. Yeah, baby, how you doing? I'm call you. Word. <laughs> of course, I'm what like else you got attention. What you thought? Yeah, niggas out here, but regular niggas got to go to work. He gives her money. No, huh? no, no, not just the emotional, but he gives her money. Wow. Yeah, yeah like he's. I guess no outside of commentary. So that means I prior think, to him going in, he he was probably no, you know, he's doing, doing his thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, doing his thing. Yeah. And they also do that. things in jail to make them make yeah. money, and they can send money on the outside. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this person has dealt with a lot of lo- like low lives, and that haven't been able to like do for her. And now you have this guy on the. End locked up somewhere that is paying your bills that's giving you money mm-hmm. that's telling you all sweet nothings in your ear all mm-hmm. day every day and you're making sure that you are at that phone waiting for that collect call to come question, through right. question 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 how does he feel about her and other men um i don't know i don't know i i can't talk to that i can't speak Got to it. that i Got but it. i do think that she is i think she is committed to him you know okay. i mean if you're filling the emotional bucket and you're filling the physical bucket outside of just like physical stuff i guess How i don't know do that? that doesn't make sense i don't know but then also watching the show there have been some people that say that like there's this so there's a new episode out and it, and this is a whole new show love during lockup so there's a girl I want to say she lives in New Jersey. She's a young girl. She dated some guy that's he's locked up and he's still in jail right now. He sent her $5,000 to pick out whatever ring she wanted. They're engaged. And she Uh said when she goes to visit him, Mm. I guess they Mm. do stuff. Wow. Supposedly, like he has his friends that are in the visiting room looking out and she's like, they're maybe he's finger popping her or feeling on her vagina. And she's like, you know, jerking him off. Things under the table. Mm. Where does those dirty hands been? All up in her fucking vagina, you dirty. I know. Ew. Exactly. Ew. Ew. You know that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm German. thinking. That's what I was thinking too. I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. Are you like, really? Yo, shorty, what you? You yeah. must love him. You must love yes, him. Definitely. But not for nothing. Like. I'm a germaphobe, right? I'll make sure to tell my man, don't touch no doors, don't touch nothing, because I want you to rub me off real quick. If I haven't seen you in forever, like, yeah, I want you to feel on me. Right. Um, right. You know, but that's disgusting to think about. 
Um, I think, and and to to ask uh, to add on to what Mash was saying, I think the new commissary thing in jail is having access to a cell phone because it's like, but yeah. there's a lot of jails that got shit like that. They have phones yeah. and they TVs. have they're on TikTok. Yo, do y'all see remember? these jail guys yeah. on TikTok? And they have mm-hmm. millions of views and followers. Which is gonna say shake. Now I was gonna say, remember what your friend was telling us about how you know she if she was gonna be locked up, she'd rather be locked up in the UK. Because yes, they have that star. Shout out to Star. Phones, everything. Yeah. I guess you know America is probably coming up to that level. But at the end of the day, we gotta remember that this shit is punitive. Okay, so they can't have everything. You can't just be like, "I right, nigga, I'm a killer person. And I'm gonna go to prison. I'm still gonna be getting a, a hundred thousand likes." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna get a hundred thousand right. likes. And I'm talking about me killing people and I'm making money off of it. Like, you really have to make sure that this is punitive for people who commit real crimes. And I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not knocking their hustle because if I'm in jail and I make it on TikTok and I have a million followers, the minute I get out of jail, I already have all these endorsements because when you have a million followers, that also equates to money. You get all these people wanting you to advertise their stuff. So I'm not knocking their hustle. Jail should be... Yeah, I get it. It's punitive, but it should also like help rebuild you. So that's right. why I feel like I, if I you're in jail, too. I forgot what the word is. It begins with the R, though. Whatever. If it comes recidivism back to me. is the word you're looking for. Oh, okay. What that mean? Because I that means never... that's the cycle. That's the cycle of continuing to go. Maybe back she wasn't to looking for that word. No, nah, that's not the word. No, reform, 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 reformative, right? I think reformative is the word. That nigga was so confident. He popped out with his citizenism. It's that button up shirt, nigga. It's that button up shirt, bro. Yeah, but that's what I was. I was looking for reform. Reform. Yeah, it should be reformative. Like, if you're in jail, there's no reason why you shouldn't get your GED, get your college credits if you can, so that you're coming out with something to stand on. Because it's hard for people out of jail to get a job. And I think that's what a lot of these women are going through. And men, once they come come out of jail, they're on parole. And you have to deal with that now. There's this one girl, her name is Brittany, and she's dating a guy that went to jail for I think he was like stealing drugs out of a pharmacy and he owes money. What is that called when you owe money to the government? Um yes. I, Damn, um, I can't remember that word. Tax evasion. <laughs> Not tax no, evasion. No, no, it's another word. Yeah, Mo, it's another you know. word. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my Whatever. I, Try I, this. I, it's I another word. You know what I'm talking about. That is I think it was an error. I'm going to find out the word. It's not, it's not tax evasion. It's not. Yeah, I'm going to figure but it out. But pretty much every paycheck that he restitution. gets, he uh, owes restitution. Restitution. Look oh, at us coming up with all kind of vocabulary words here. Daily ratchet here every week. Facts. We are supposed ratchet. But long story short, like all his paychecks have to go to restitution. And she's like, no, I want to get married. I want to have a baby. And he's like, "Uh, a lot of his check. I mean, remember, he's working a bullshit ass minimum wage job. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of his money goes to restitution. So he did time and he still got to pay. That's indentured servitude for lack of a better term. That's Oh, no. You do your time and then you still owe restitution. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's like time after time when you think about it. Like you, pretty yeah, and that's exactly person. how he feels. He's like, yo, I did my time and I still owe this money, but yeah, you still committed a crime and you stole all this money from the. That's pharmacy. crazy. Well, that is the sense not to do that shit. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I have for reality. Wait, 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 guys. Wait, wait, so check wait, wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. What's wait. up? I recently stumbled across some reality TV myself. Okay. 
Okay, uh, what's, what are you watching, Mash? <laughs> well, I am secondhandly watching my 600-pound life these days. And oh yeah, my gosh! That's all the time. I, I watch it all the time. It is. It is. What's that? What's that? Um, it's addictive. It's addictive. <laughs> now again, it is addictive. I'm, I'm watching it secondhand, and one thing that I'm hearing about. <laughs> have anybody watched it, Bob? Like, sorry. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard for it, me to watch that personally. I'm gonna be is, honest. But go ahead. I watch it, and I just want to tap into one thing that I know that a lot of people that watch it or people that do watch it, the first thing they say is, how do these people find the mates that they have? Oh, yeah. Some, Some of them are in relationships. Yeah. In relationships, yeah. Most of them. Most of them are in relationships. <laughs> most of them are in relationships, yep. And, and I can't and the, find a man. And the thing about 600-pound mm. life is that they record them on their regular day-to-day lives, and they always yes. get them in the shower. I always yes. find myself do looking they? at their bathroom. Yeah. Their bathroom be looking horrendous and I feel so bad because I'm be judging them because they so big and I know they can't clean up after themselves but it's crazy watching my 600 pound life y'all should watch this shit it's wild it is I wild. love it Dr. Now and Dr. Now don't play around Dr. Now gonna put you right in your place he gonna Yo. <laughs> he give you the business Yo. so Dr. Now is a weight loss specialist it's a weight loss surgery mm-hmm. and he it's does a, a lot of the, ga- the gastric bypass surgeries mm-hmm. and so they have to commit to losing a certain amount of weight before even work so he's very strict. He'll say, get on the scale. You can't, if you don't drop 20 pounds, then we're not having the surgery. And it's true because a lot of it is mental, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them will have the surgery and then go back to their old mm-hmm. lives. So yeah, it's important that they do therapy, but go ahead. But, but Dr. Oh, Nell, right? Teacher. So he, my fault, yeah. my fault. I just want to tell you about Dr. Nell. Doc, Dr. Nell be yeah. listening to these people tell him these sob stories. Everybody got a sob stories. story in my 600 pound life. Nigga don't even blink. And the crazy thing care. about their stories is that all of them, they, they are so in touch with themselves mentally. Like they can articulate mm-hmm. their feelings mm-hmm. very, very well. Like their parents mm-hmm. will have a sob story or they'll be poor and they, in order to, mm-hmm. in order to compensate for that, they'll eat. And they'll tell these stories to Dr. Now. And Dr. Now will hear it. He'll be like, but I told you to stop eating Cheetos. And he'll be like, no, but Dr. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom, she's, right. she does drugs. And, you know, I just, I just really struggle with it. He was like, but you're not following the program. They'd be like, no, but Dr. Now, I'm really trying. He'd be like, no, no, come back in six months, do it again. And if you don't do it, we'll, we'll talk then. You're not getting surgery. You're not getting surgery. <laughs> and let's move forward with surgery. Some of them travel from far to get to Dr. Yes. Now, too. And That's some of them the are so big, like, they can't fit in a regular car. They're like yeah. put in the back of a truck because they're truck that big. They, with a mattress. That's, That's the part crazy. that I watch. Some of them. Yeah, some of them, the the medical staff would have to come in and either put them on a stretcher. Other other them, they're in the back of a van and they're driving. Um, I think the last one I watched, the guy was from New York. Wait. Um, oh, really? Yes. Yo, he was, yo don't you, he was from don't New you, York. What, do, what comes to mind whenever they stop to get food on those road trips? The orders oh that they gosh, be placing like, when they pull up at McDonald's? Because they know that's the last time they can eat that. They're trying to enjoy life. Word, they, they paying niggas college films and shit. Like, it's crazy. Because they know, like, they're like, you know what? Let me just indulge now because I'm going to have to be on this diet. So I might as well eat what I want to eat. How much money does it take to maintain that? Like, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just know addiction is real and shit. So when I see somebody yeah. that can't control their shit, it's like, I personally, I try not to have too much of an addictive personality to anything. And, yeah. you know, I, that's some of the path that it leads you down. So I just think it's it's wild. That's right. why I said I can't watch it. It gets me to, because like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that that way of thinking. And I don't exactly. want to, and I, 
So it doesn't work well, for me. Another thing Maybe. that I like about Doctor Now too is that he comes, he'll, he'll he bring it to the family member too, because he stays saying that they are enablers, which they are. Oh he's yes, he like, blames the yes. family. He blames the family members, like you know, but you're allowing this, you're getting it for them. You have to stop that behavior in order to help them progress. Because a lot of them I think can't you even do walk. need to watch it. I think you do mm-hmm. need to watch it in order to yeah. see how they get to that mental space to be there and then want to mm. get yeah. to not be there because they don't really want to be big. Like they want to get the surgery done, but. Yeah, they're fighting themselves to get it at the same time. It's a really yeah. interesting right. dynamic to watch. But so you should really check. It I out. mean, we don't really see how they, we don't really see how they get there because you know they fuck around. They they're already big by the time we get right. there. Like you know, no, but you do. Like I, they go back. They talk about say, it. They talk I, about it. They go back. They'll go oh, back really? and they tell you. Yes, they tell you how they get to that point. So they, so they. They'll go tell you. Like a little, yes, okay. like they start from. Yeah, they start yeah. like when there's a baby's old. Like a I was born here. They start at a childhood as a. Uh, yep, and then yeah. they, they go into the full story. what how it became. They give you the full story. Yeah, because I don't think I could ever get it, bro. Like. How do you allow yourself to go that bad? And you know, I don't want to pass trauma. Judgment, it could be a whole bunch of trauma. Judgment, yeah, I was about like, to say shit. Because someone who's like been big in the past, like I, I definitely understand. Like I know you know. No, we're talking about we're talking about getting a tow getting a tow truck to get you out of the goddamn. I'm not. I'm just trying to say that different, you, you could you, you, life could go it's left trauma. for you mentally where it be like that, bro. Like it ain't like yeah, it's, it's a trauma. like shows like that been around it's, you know what I mean so it's not yeah, like the first time we've seen some shit like that it's, it's, I feel like depression is a lot real and people give it credit I mean, for you know Richard Simmons been out there making money for years he was out yeah, there yeah even when oh, I, used to, I, used to, I used to love the yeah I used to love Simmons. The Biggest Loser like even with yeah. The Biggest Loser things like that like that was the show too that <laughs> like, was a big I just show. feel like yeah. the depression and just the thought process that leads you to that is is like it's been around for mm. a while you know like people been over yeah, here yeah, yeah. yeah. I Word. get that I, you know, I, just, I just feel like if they're gonna also like ask for help they gotta like stand by a lot of what they're saying, just and it's based off of like what y'all are telling me. It's like they're trying to get the help, but they're also as man said, fighting their own demons or whatever. Because it's is. addiction. So, yeah, yeah, it's just that's just difficult. Like I said, for me to watch. I mean, I don't mind watching just to watch it and get like insight and have empathy or whatnot. But it's just the fact that like for the people I know, I love in my life, especially, it's like I'm I'm telling them, hey, you know, do this, do that, do this, and even if they don't listen to me or whatnot, it's like I don't think I, me personally, I would try to let anybody get to that wilder for state and not try to have a bigger impact in their life to at least slow I it mean, down or say I tried it as much shit that I could before they got there. Like, like remember, mm-hmm. we all like, like, like social media is a heck of a thing, like in terms of like people just getting big in general, not the 600, like not no shade to the 600 pound people or whatnot, but just think about how just life overall just kind of fuels that kind of eating habits when you think about it, like, you know, just the, the bad food that's available everywhere, just this depressional, like kind of, social media landscape that we have i don't know just it's, it's, it's easier to feed that kind of, like that depression that lifestyle is a lot easier to get into than you realize if you let it mm. but yeah mentally i feel like that's it mentally you like i don't know that's the only thing i can think of that separates it i, I can see that i can definitely see yeah. that because I, I could never see myself like getting big enough to get surgery even now i know like yo bookie this is a little too big even for you and it's like i'd mentally will will myself to bring it back down i wouldn't need help but i know that everybody else is different they need help in different ways so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody got different willpower. I get it though. Yeah. Willpower is a, is I feel like essential though for that for weight loss though. Like you need to do it be able to do it yourself. TJ, I had wanted to say that you saying that you couldn't find a man and shit, but I don't think that's true. I think you just don't want the niggas that want you. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it is, all right? Because you're bad. You're okay, bad. You, you you don't have any problems finding no man. <laughs> like but you don't want the niggas, all the niggas that love you to death, you got them blocked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's very you know true. what I mean? I let them Real see my tough. stories, though. Yeah. That's about it. I let them see my stories. That's stupid. Facts. But, Mash, I saw you skin up your face real quick. You have something to add to that, and then we'll close it out? Uh, nah. Did everybody watch 600, My 600 Pound Life? It's really interesting. All right. Actually, I wanted to kind of like... Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, TJ, if you're still on reality TV. No. All right. So, I actually just... Um, I want to start this topic on the answer to this question alone. Has anyone here not seen Spider-Man? No, I'm not oh, gonna spoil really? it. I'm not gonna spoil the match. I, I was asking if y'all yet. seen it. That's all. We That's all. have not seen it. All right. I have not and seen the it conversation yet. is over, TJ. And the show. I saw it. Thank you. I saw, I saw it on bootleg. <sighs> I oh, I should watch it on bootleg just so that we could talk about it because Boogie's been wanting to talk about it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't and, watched it yet. We got you covered for February. Watch it, don't want to watch it. Yet. What's taking y'all so long? I'm gonna watch it. Eventually, eventually, just like New Year's, you gotta say fuck. Let's wrap it up, guys. Let's wrap it up, guys. All right, thank you for listening to another episode of Sophisticatedly Ratchet. We appreciate you. You are part of the tribe. Thank you for just being you and loving us the way that you do. Uh, please share us with a friend so we can be in the ears as, as of as many people as possible. Of you can course. find us wherever you hear podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I love Spotify. Subscribe to us, add mm. us, like us, comment. We're also on YouTube. So if you haven't been able to uh, see us, see our faces and match the na- the voices with the faces, mm-hmm. you can follow us on YouTube. That's So Ratchet Podcast. And on the first Wednesday of every month, we're going to be going live where you get to interact with us even better. Yes. Uh, you can check out our, our most recent live that we just did at the first uh, January uh, Wednesday of this month. What else? We are on IG. You can follow us on IG at So Ratchet Podcast. Same thing on Twitter, So Ratchet Pod. We're also going to be on TikTok too. So Ratchet Podcast is the name of uh, our handle for TikTok. And I think I'm complete. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Peace out. Peace. Go see Spider Man. Yo, yo, what's wrong with (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Sophisticatedly Ratchet podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Do you agree? Disagree? Tell us how you really feel. Email us at therealsrpodcast at gmail.com. We release new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please be sure to subscribe and follow us on IG, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to the srpodcast.com to link to all our social media platforms. Don't forget to like and share our episode with your fellow sophisticatedly ratchet friends. See you next Wednesday.